Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, December 27th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. NEC Commissioner Noreen Morris sat down with Athletic Director U. Steph Garcia Psychos at the 2023 Women Leaders National Convention to discuss the addition of new institutions to the league, executive communication with constituents and staff and defining your niche as a leader. Morris describes her process for aligning the conference office with the strategic priorities of the institutions in the NEC, including how she prepares for one-on-one -on -one conversations with high-level stakeholders such as presidents or chancellors and how those strategies trickle down to the way she communicates with her own staff. In carving out a niche for the NEC, Morris says she would describe the league in three words, collegial, fan-friendly, and innovative. As a group, our niche is to try to work as a group to make the Northeast Conference better. When I talk about fan-friendly, I'll say that we have the NEC front row, which is our digital network. We are one of the first conferences of our size, or really any, to have their own digital network. It was August of 2012 that we launched, and it is still a free service, which is also very hard to find, but we connect it back to branding. We wanted our student-athletes to have the most exposure possible with the least amount of challenge to get to that product. Our student-athletes can be viewed across the world. Hawaii AD Craig Angelos says the Rainbow Warriors' 2024 football home opener against Oregon is in doubt right now because of this conference realignment. The game was originally scheduled when it could have been played at the old 50k-seat Aloha Stadium, but now is slated for the 15k-seat Ching Field. For context, ticket sales accounted for less than $2 million of Hawaii's $49.4 million in revenue in FY22. Just a few weeks following the announcement of the public awareness campaign, Restore the War, the renovations on the west side of Wyoming's War Memorial are already underway. These include a reconstruction of the Lower West stands, slated to be finished before next season, and a club seating area and press box renovations, which will wrap up before the 2025 campaign. The Cowboys have collected around $17 million in pledges, according to Senior Associate AD for Revenue and External Relations Randy Welniak, of the $20 million needed from the school. The state legislature also gave a substantial amount to the project. BYU Senior Associate AD and SWA Liz Darger talks conference realignment with Extra Points purveyor Matt Brown, one of the parts one oversee of the department is Human Resources. We've done a large assessment over the last two years to see where we should put resources so we can excel. One of those areas we found was personnel, so we've added about 30 positions over the last couple of years in areas where we thought coming into the Big 12 hopefully in a position of strength. Obviously, there's been a whole lot of discussion around budgets and travel. I serve with all the other SWAs looking at schedules for all sports other than football and basketball and with four new schools joining again, we're adapting those conversations as we move forward. Lots more on Collegiate Sports Connect. Richmond men's basketball head coach Chris Mooney on his vision for the Spiders Collective, we want it to be something where players who stay in the program and contribute more and more to the Spiders have greater opportunities within the NIL framework. In the long run, hopefully that's something that's very valuable to us in terms of both attracting players, recruits and retaining players. The Spiders Collective launched in June, spearheaded by alumnus and mega-donor Paul Quealy. Alternate paths to the NBA have certainly impacted college hoops to a degree over the last decade plus, but this year's G League Ignite squad features not a lot of team basketball being played, with copious turnovers, frequent defensive lapses, poor shot selection, and a lack of positive ball movement. 
In the face of adversity, there was little leadership on the floor from either the prospects or veterans, per ESPN's Jonathan Giveney and Jeremy Wu. More from the pair, by choosing to roster eight prospects during a down season for draft-eligible talent, Ignite has created a situation where there are too many mouths to feed. As a result, there are not enough minutes available for veterans to balance lineups around the younger players, who have to receive minutes to get better. It will be interesting to see if the results of this season's experiment eventually lead to changes in the Ignite's roster construction. There's a reason no college team carries seven or eight teenagers and puts them all in the rotation at once, it's almost impossible to win that way at that level. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, December 27th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.